Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. You know, I've scoured this store from top to bottom. Can I find a sidewinding thermal body belt? Can I? Buffalo. <laughs> what did you want one for? Excuse me, I think you'll find their spam on that. <laughs> Jippy kidney. Flare Oh, I'll say it's like being continually pooped. Can you imagine that? No. <laughs> Dr. Brewster said if I don't keep it lagged for the winter, I could be spending a penny every 20 minutes come March. <laughs> Can't they operate? Well, I haven't time to go in. I'm on the phone night and day about that carpet. What's the soup, dear? <laughs> country vegetable. What country? Taiwan. <laughs> that steak? I would doubt it. Probably some poor beast that came a cropper at Beecher's Brook. <laughs> and I had a huge to-do and a hoo-ha at the hairdressers. What about those Dublin prawns? Never touch prawns. Do you know they hang around sewage outlet pipes, treading water with their mouths open? <laughs> they love it! So anyway, I'm at Maison Reelys. Aren't prawns in aphrodisiac? Well, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> so, I'm at Reelys waiting to be shampooed, flicking through a woman's weekly. Lovely piece on Alma Cogan. Sorry. What's the hold-up here, dear? We're waiting for fresh collie. Fresh? Might as well wait for Maurice Chevalier. <laughs> so, I'm pulled into the cubicle. Oh, this is ridiculous. Don't I thrust by, I'm a diabetic. <laughs> anyway, in comes Rene. She must be getting on. Well, this is the trouble, you see. She leans too far forward with a sponge roll as she topples out of a walking frame. <laughs> and you really have to shout up. I mean, I don't particularly want the whole world knowing I'm not a natural conquer. <laughs> don't have the gatto. Just saw her scratching her armpit with the cake slice. <laughs> and Reen is very set in her ways, style-wise. I don't mind. I'm a great admirer of Phyllis Calvert. Mm. <laughs> so, why hence the hoo-ha? Well, I decided to go a shade mad, it being the smoked meat purveyors Buffy and Mingle at the weekend. Could we get by, please? We're not having a sweet. Oh, very wise with those hips. <laughs> so, I said, skip the conquer, Rene. I'll have burnished beech nut and to heck with it. Yeah. Well, you know, she's colourblind, and they've only a gas mantle in the back. Colourblind? tell red from blue. She once tottered into a brothel thinking it was a police station. You and Tony? Yeah? That he was like having a sort of a problem in bed. I couldn't get him before because the bloke and he comes in on a Thursday. <laughs> what are they? Viagra. They're really hard to get. You know what they are? Oh yeah, they had one Richard and Judy. They gave them to three couples, didn't they, and sent them to an hotel. The one it didn't work. And one just went red in the face. And one it worked before he got to the bedroom and he had an orgasm in a revolving door. How's your buttocks doing, Bren, for our holiday? Hey, 
Got a bikini yet? Oh, I'm not getting a bikini. Oh, Bren, it's the year of the midriff. We're going to Spain, man. Let's see that belly button. Ha, you'll be lucky. I haven't seen it since about 1972. <laughs> Can I tell you who I am? I'm Pamela Patricia, but they call me Pam. I don't say who, I don't say whom. I never use the toilet, just the smallest room. I don't say gay, I still say queer. I think that Mussolini had the right idea. <laughs> Got engaged in 62, got married in the April in a nice pale blue. It all turned sour to say the least. I was stuck in Abigaily with a sex crazed beast. <laughs> Our wedding night, I heard a cough. There was Harold in the doorway with his jammers off. <laughs> I said, Now look, I must be blunt. I couldn't give a beggar on the whole sex front. Not me, not my scene. I prefer a game of rummy and an oval teen. <laughs> Harold, dear, now do get dressed. I've seen one in a book and I was not impressed. <laughs> Once divorced, I lived alone. Then I chummed up with a woman by the name of Joan. She moved in, she seemed quite nice Wore army boots and braces, but I didn't think twice <laughs> Then one night she seemed upset I said, are you not happy in my maisonette? She drained her rum and baby sham Ran her fingers through her crew cut Said, I love you, Pam <laughs> She said, please come upstairs with me Let me show you just how wonderful a love can be I said, all right, but don't be late. There's a thing by Alan Bennett on at half past eight. <laughs> so up we go, and off she went. But the only thing that happened was my specs got bent. <laughs> Not me, how I feel. I'd rather have a coffee and a wagon wheel. <laughs> then last year, to beat the blues, I booked myself a cabin on a ten-day cruise. So much to do, so much to see, with a load of single women who look just like me. Then one night I clicked like that With a bachelor called Billy in a golfing hat We were so happy, hand in hand Listening to a lecture on the prostate gland <laughs> I told him sex had been no-go He took it as a challenge and we went below We kissed and hugged without delay He tried to take my rain hood off, I said no way <laughs> you ten whole pounds I bet you have an orgasm while I'm around he got stuck in he really tried but I only felt a tremor down my left hand side <laughs> it's the custard TV live brought to your friends by the custard TV dot com um, and uh, I'm joined as always by Matt in the North Hello. And I'm Gary, uh, the bloke from down south, who fills in for Luke. I suppose, I suppose we ought to t touch on this. We're going to touch a bit about Victoria Wood in the news, but we just found out the prince has died as well. Hmm. Um, can, we, can we find Bruce Springsteen and wrap him in cotton wool or something? And Bruce Forsyth. And Bruce Forsyth. I'm getting very worried. I mean, the, Queen, the Queen's been outside all day with her birthday. I'm a bit worried about her. Yeah, all the Bruces. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, um, and the Queen... Uh, Kate Bush. So Connor. Yeah. Uh, and Gaza. Can we just make sure those people 
<laughs> I reckon. No, because he's, he's been ill. I'm like, no, I, I can't have Gazza dying this year. That would just do me in. And we didn't even mention uh, Denise from this morning. Yeah, I know. So, yes, you join us at a very uh, a difficult time in the uh, podcast world. As I say, mentioned that we are sponsored by thecustardtv.com. Uh, sponsored? Well, you know, hosted, I don't know, this is episode 136, Fact Fans. Uh, and yeah, it's annoying Luke's not here because I had another round of uh, well, we, Gary. Well, we can Luke. we can do it, and if I don't get, have you got three questions? Yeah. If I don't get two out of the three, then he gets the point. All right, we'll do it that way. So yes, they're a bit harder this week. So uh, news: uh, Gary goes west, featuring Matt previews and the quiz uh, Gary versus Luke at the end right uh, the news first and foremost uh, The Durrells has been renewed for series 2 this is a very successful ITV drama currently showing on Sunday nights featuring Healy Hawes thank you I was going to say Kelsey Hawes that's not right at all quite unusual for an ITV drama to get recommissioned during its mm. run so that's um, this is sort of light and frothy but Keely Hawes you know is a reliable lead so. Yeah, and I think I think it's been well received. Certainly, a lot of tweets and and, and, and Facebook messages I've seen amongst friends and stuff. So uh, this has been good. The new Doctor Who companion is announced this Saturday. Some very cryptic tweets going out. Of, Are they doing a TV special or anything like they did I, when they announced? Oh gosh, I can well no, because that was about the Doctor. That's slightly different, and we can only hope that. Because remember the live link up with half of One Direction. Mm. Um, that was. Let's hope it's not any of One Direction. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I'm. I think it will be a man. Been going on about this, Ray. Well, look, this is where you. This is where you mentioned the brigadier again, isn't it? Well, that, no, no, I'm not going to mention it. No, I'm just going to say that. I mean, also as well, when when Doctor Who first started, Peter Pur was it Peter? Yeah, Peter Purvis was a um out of blue piece. Yeah, he was one of the Doctor's first. Is he still alive? No, and neither is John Noakes or Shep. So don't go there either. Um, Yvette Fielding. You... Yvette, someone find Yvette Fielding. The number. You're wrong because Peter Purvis is still alive. You're joking. <laughs> He's 77. No, he's John no- John Noakes is dead though, isn't he? He went missing in Spain, I remember. Yeah, didn't? Yeah, you're right. No, he's still alive. 82. Yeah, mate. Still, still going. Yeah. And and Valerie Singleton as well. So it's someone. Well, whoever it is going around killing these celebrities, you leave Blue Peter alone. As we mentioned earlier as well, that Victoria Wood sadly passed away earlier this week. It's a shame Luke's not on, because I did actually speak to him last night. Oh, right. He was talking about how this quite shook him, because he actually did... Well, me and him have both met Victoria Wood at various... Oh, really? And I think his was the Sky Arts Awards, but he actually had a conversation with Victoria Wood. I think she... If if I'm honest, I think she held his drink, obviously, and he, they, they got talking and things like he that. He stole his drink, is what he's trying to say. It shook him, and it shook me a little bit as well. I saw her at that um, at that day we sang, it was called. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, musical that was on the Christmas before last. Mm. And, uh, she was sitting behind me and just sort of talking during various bits, and it was almost like having a director's commentary. I think that we have lost a real sort of talent from... No TV and comedy and everything like that. You know, she distilled Britishness as, as much as sort of, as Luke played those clips of Ronnie Corbett mm. the other She sort of had a, a, more of a British... She was thing. definitely very, very British. I mean, very... And, and she knew humour with pathos, yes. and there was always light and shade to everything she did. I mean, Dinner Ladies was really good. I, I like Dinner Ladies. I, I, I must admit, I shouldn't have done. Because the premise of it is blooming awful, 
but actually she was so good at kind of as you yeah. say gentle humor that just couldn't make you just made you feel happy more recent years as i say we had that day we sang and also um eric and ernie did, she did you do it, victoria yeah. wood on tea or something i do remember because today is national yeah. national yeah, tea day, and she did a whole program on tea and she also last year was on the baker well, the too, yeah but it just seems like every week we're talking about someone dying i know between Ronnie Corbett and Paul Daniels and, and Victoria Woods. Terry Wogan and David Wogan. Bowie and everything. Yeah, it's and as you say, it's all people that are very familiar. Um, Am I going west? Yeah, in a slight <laughs> twist to the normal way we do things. Uh, Matt, can you go west, please? Uh, yeah, OK. Play the music. <laughs> I always wanted to say yeah, that. Yeah, I bet, I bet. story I suppose here is that uh, HBO have renewed several of their massive shows. No surprise that Game of Thrones has been renewed. Yep. Uh, Veep, which Luke's a big fan of. The, um, Me too. Sort of comedy set. Is she president now? She's currently president but in the middle of a presidential race. She was only made president because the president died. Okay. And now she's being in the middle of an, a re-election. And then right at the end of the last series the Hugh Laurie character put himself forward as presidential candidate and it's, you know... All... And it became an arms dealer and it all went to Yeah, work. exactly. Other renewals, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which has been renewed for season three, and uh, Gary's favourite, the Shannara Chronicles, yep. which has been renewed on MTV, and also uh, Mr. Robot season two starts uh, in... Is that on Amazon? Right? Yeah, it, well, no, it's going to be on the USA Network in America on the 13th of July, and then we get it the next day on Amazon okay. Prime. And now Gary's got a couple of reviews for us. Uh, do you want to start with uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. Now, I don't think you watched series one, did you? I watched, like, the first couple of episodes, but it didn't really grab me in the way it had other people. Okay, well, it certainly grabbed Luke and I. This was just such a wonderful comedy. Kimmy Schmidt is a character who spent... 15 years in a bunker uh, as part of a cult guy that said the world was going to end and they were surviving. And the, the whole story is her kind of coming out of that, moving to New York, moving in with a, uh, a gay guy and her landlady. And it kind of, it was very, very funny in the sense that you got to see the world through someone who had been locked away for 15. Essentially 13, but if they did that as a comedy. Well, also, like the Goldbergs, in that sense, that all the references were from that era. In the first series, it was very much about her kind of redemption story, so it ended with her confronting the guy that ran the cult in court. This second series is more about her life now in New York, but I've watched about six out of the 13 that are on there. And I still think it's good. It, the, the one thing that I think is missing is that there isn't really a central plot like there was last year keeping it going. You've got lots of people coming back from series one, lots of new characters as well, but there's no kind of like redemption story. There's no. So it's all quite incidental. Yeah, and, and a lot of people have said that they feel like the character of Kimmy is kind of almost a now a supporting actress rather than the lead actress. Although, it, okay. you know, because it's the, the majority of storylines are about the people around her. Uh, her boss, Jane Krakowski from 30 Rock, which was where Tina Fey, who, who wrote it, there. And Ali uh, McBeal. Uh... Yeah, I still think it's very good. I think it's Ellen... Is it Ellie Kemper? Yeah, well done. Thank you. She's brilliant <laughs> because you believe her role you don't think she's playing that character you believe she is that character so she's very very good it's you know all been released on netflix in one go and i think it's probably high on a lot of people's binge list at the moment i mean it's only it's only 30 minutes very accessible 
to, to watch. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still very much liking it. I'd love to know what Luke thinks when he's... As I mentioned last week, I am moving again. Oh, yeah. Um, I will have uh, access to Netflix. Um, the uh, package I've bought with a certain provider comes with uh, six months free Netflix. Oh, that, is it, is it, is it, um, is it uh, a Richard Branson product? It might just be. Excellent, because I got that, and I already had Netflix, and it still allowed me to have six months free. It is a self-service job, so um, ah. watch this space. Um, watch this space. Well, American Crime Story as well. Well, I just wanted to about. wrap up. We, we talked a lot about this when it first aired, um, and it, it ended, and surprise, look away now if you don't want to be spoiled. He got away with it. The series opened my eyes to kind of like... The, the, the stories around it. I mean, I as I said before, I remember watching the court case and, and the stuff when it happened. I remember very vividly being home when the announcement came because it was, you know, sort of early evening in British time, sort of midday-ish American time. Because this was a drama based on several books, you don't know how much. And obviously the conversations aren't real because no one documented everything that was said outside the courtroom. But obviously the stuff in the courtroom was was documented very thoroughly. I felt like as the series went on, they became more serious and moved away from the stupidity. You know, mm. David Schwimmer's character stopped saying juice every five seconds. Oh, good. You got it, juice. When Chris and I broke up, the juice was there for me every night. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. We got to get you dressed, juice. Juice, juice, a will? Juice, juice, juice. Come on, juice. Juice! Juice. Juice, it's AC. Juice! AC's here! Juice? I heard Juice. It's on every channel. You know I feel the same, Juice. You're gonna tell them yourself, Juice. Juice? Juice? Your whole family's here, Juice. She's on the house phone waiting to talk to you, Juice. Juice. Okay, Juice? Okay, Juice. We're good to go. You're home, Juice. You know Uncle Juice and your Uncle Juice... Uncle Juice is a good man. He's never going to stop being the Juice. It could explain a lot, Juice. Just hear him out, Juice. He's right, Juice. Listen, Juice. Juice, Juice, this is your life. Juice, Juice, um, please, Juice. Juice, we need an answer. It's almost as if halfway through someone said, look, we're not doing a comedy, you know. We're yeah. doing a drama. People died, you know. I think that's like the Ryan Murphy influence, isn't it? You know, yeah. Really of, of Glee and American Horror Story. I think as the series went on, as I say, it became better, more believable. Uh, and, and I was, as you say, drawn in by Sarah Paulson's performance. And also, I would say, um, oh, no, O.J. Simpson. Uh, Cuba Gooding Cuba Jr. Gooding Jr., thank you. Uh, he, I thought it was very believable. <laughs> and, I, and they did do the, the pathos at the end, you know, the fact, the fact that he got off, but his life was never the same. And then they did do the very kind of good thing where they showed you a picture of the actor versus a picture of the character, the real person. And what they went on to do. The only person who didn't write a book on their experience was the judge, Judge Ito. Several of them have passed away. I mean, obviously, this was, you know, sort of mid-90s, so it's quite possible. But uh, I didn't realise that, that, obviously, Robert Shapiro is still practising law. Uh, That was the John Travolta character. He actually, Robert Shapiro, appeared in court against one of his fellow defendant people, um, uh, which is very interesting, that the tensions carried on after this case. Um, and mm. that Johnny Cochran passed away. I had, I had no idea. I didn't, that didn't, oh, I didn't know that. That was many years ago. He set oh, up okay. a law firm in his name and then died of uh, brain cancer, I believe, um, about, oh, about ten years ago. So uh, what will be interesting is is what they do next. Um, some people, are sug- I've heard some rumours suggesting they might go and do Hurricane Katrina. That's sort of been covered in uh, Treme. Well, that's right. Although that was very, I mean, that 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 ran for three or four series, and I don't think many people saw it. 
So it would be interesting. Mm. And it, as you say, it's interesting to see. But I don't know if there was a court case around Treme. I know there were lots of, you know, uh, people suing afterwards because, you know, they believed that the American government failed them. But I don't know. Sky drama then on the reviews. Yes. Uh, the Five is a new uh, ten parts drama on Sky One, uh, written by, well, the story's by Harlan Coben, isn't it? The yeah, author, or but... inspired by him, but it's actually the episode. Danny Brocklehurst, yeah. who uh, ordinary lies, the driver, mm. and he's got another one coming up that they've just announced as well, starring uh, Maya Nabury. Uh, this, uh, the Five of the title is basically five kids who went off one day and only four came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the present day, we see. The four of them, uh, we have a lawyer called, is it Mark the lawyer? I believe so, yes. Played by Tom Cullen, who's probably best known from Downton Abbey. He's basically very, very broody all the time. Broods he go, is he the guy that goes running a lot in the episode? Yeah. yeah he, he no, seems... no, or is that the social worker goes running I can't lot. remember which one was which. There was a little, there was a little bit of... Oh, no, no, it is Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom he Cullen. Just, he just goes running a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of running. Yeah. A lot of staring into middle distance. Then you've got the Interceptor. He's uh, playing a cop again in this. Mr. O.T. Fagbootler, is it, or something? Fagbenelli? Fagbenelli? Something like that. Um, he His character is a police officer who discovers that the DNA of the missing boy, who is uh, Mark's brother, has been found at a crime scene. Yeah, a hotel. The most intriguing character for me in this is the uh, social worker played by Lee Ingleby. And then uh, there's uh, the token woman played by Sarah Soleimani, Prue, who's the sort of... There's obviously was something between her and uh, Mark at one time or another. And, and she's a private uh, doctor now, which... which yeah, but oh. I found her character to be the weakest of the four. She's basically... Let's bring her in, and she's just another. I think she'll become more later. One very strange thing was: did you the scene where he slapped one of the kids on the backside and said, "Nice." Was mark. it a kid or was it well, his co-worker? No, no, it was. One, I think it was his co-worker because we saw her in a later scene oh, when right, they were at okay, like a disco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, it was weird. It was. Yeah, no, it was a bit weird. Not as weird as him going into a room with a gun at the end. No, there was that. Well, that's what you're supposed to kind of think is the yeah. mysterious bit. Obviously, we see a lot of flashbacks to this yeah. sort of disappearance. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great, but with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. It's where we see different bits like the young Slade going, you know, come back, Jesse, or Jesse, hang on. Um, they find another missing person, don't they? Best scene in the whole of the first episode is the birthday party 
where his dad gets up and does the my son, the mate, you know, happy birthday and all that. And then the mum gets up and does this very yeah. awkward, I have two sons. And at the end, it's... And, I mean, Geraldine James is the best thing in this, yeah. as she is in most things. But I would say overall, I felt there was a lot more plot than there was character development. I felt that, I didn't really... That is get... Harlan Coben's style, I would say. Yeah, but I don't feel I got to know care or get to know any of these characters. And it was very, very... I suppose it was Sky, so they got a lot of money to throw at it. But I found the style of it very sort of almost like alienating and the music as well was quite... Yeah, the music wasn't uh, good. So... I mean, it kept my interest because of the amount of plot that it threw at me. But I, yeah. at the end, I couldn't... I sat there and go, am I that interested? And I don't think I'll be keeping up with it. I don't know about you. I think I will watch the second episode. I have it recorded and then I'll make a decision. Because, as I say, I'm a Harlan Coben fan. And I did see some of his traits. He's known as a guy that writes good... <coughs> so the fact that... The DNA turned up is a total Harlan Coben type of twist. I think I will give it one more episode. The one thing that annoyed me, I mean, I know Luke will say the guy, the interceptor, Mr. O.C. Fagboli, is not a good actor, and I would tend to agree. There was mm. the scene right at the end where he's chasing the guy on the caravans, and I thought, clearly they want a bit of action in here, and it's a fabricated way of doing it. And I didn't like it, and it did. I it find him quite too well. Yeah. Quite a one-dimensional actor. Yeah. He just pops and pops a lot, doesn't he? And, 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 and you know, they introduced now. some very nice bits, and I think they did some good storytelling. You know, his dad has very early sizes of Alzheimer's or dementia, uh, and they've got a plot based on that. So, I mean, they've, they've weave, mm. woven, woved a lot into one episode. And Sky are showing it as two episodes every week, so almost a two-hour show every Friday, so they're going to be done by this within five weeks, you know, or four yeah. now. I think they've done that because there's so much, as you said, there's so much plot that you want, they want people to kind of watch the episodes back-to-back and not and have to a, wait too long for the next one. Just a bit of an update as well. Um, it'll be on much of the day that uh, the... Uh, oh, is new that why they showed it? Companion. Oh, right. So is it is it Dan Walker or Gary Lineker? Chris Kamara. Oh, no, it's Clyde, isn't it? Unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> While we're on Sky, I'll just quickly talk about the second series of The Tunnel, which was the uh, adaptation of The Bridge, the first series was at least, um, and obviously the characters are Carl and Elise, uh, played by Cena Delane and Clemence Potty, are um, the versions of Martin Rowe and Solgon Oren in this. Basically, The Tunnel is the Channel Tunnel, you've got the British police officer and the French police officer, I believe the first series, which I only watched the first episode of, which aired in like 2013. It was a while ago. Three years between series. It's Um, fair to say that this episode had been delayed because mm. of the similarities to incidents in Belgium. But this series generally has uh, been, you know, is an original idea, which which has sort of got a renewed my focus on this. Whereas the first series, you're always looking for. Oh, this happened on the bridge, this happened on the bridge, this happened on the bridge. There were still elements of, like, the characters, obviously, that have carried over, because uh, Carl Robot lost his son at the start, at the end of the last series, as Martin did in the bridge. Um, so he's still, oh, struggling, yeah. he's, still, he's still struggling to deal with that. He's, been, he's sort of taken another, like, a lower-pressure job, whereas Elise is going for a promotion, and they're doing the thing I think they did with Saga, where... She has to try and like be nice to her colleagues and things like that, and after you know, out of the out of the blue sort of thing. Right. Like a Nordic noir, there's a lot of different elements going on. The sort of signature plot to begin with was about a 
couple who disappeared while in the tunnel on their way to England, and uh, their daughter, or it's her daughter, um, the sort of a stepfather. So her mum and stepfather were kidnapped in the tunnel, and they're trying to find out what happened to them. Amelia Fox is in this oh, as oh. like a sort of chain-smoking gangster who organises uh, marriages of convenience, and she's got a connection to the main crime plot um, in some aspects. And it ends with this really well sort of choreographed plane crash, which is so well done. The images of it are so vivid. It, it, I just I thought it was incredibly well done. I thought the writing was very good, and the two performers as well, Clements Posey and Stephen Delane, who were just like great chemistry and both play their characters really well. Uh, so yeah, I I really enjoyed this, and I I've just almost finished now the second episode as well, which right. is the second episode that's got quite a lot of similarities with the. Belgian tragedy rather than the first there is some very sort of basically a lot of like there's a gunman going on on the rampage in the second episode so okay if I've not watched series one can I still join in on series two do you think do you think there's enough of a I mean, I only watched the first episode of series one, but I think I know most about it because of the Brit, because of the right. bridge. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, because I, I, I'm quite tempted to watch this, I'd have to do it on catch up or something, because it's diverging away from the bridge, but still saying loyal to like the the, the theme and the ideas yeah. of it, uh, which is something that the American version struggled with. Um, I know particularly the American version of the killing struggled with the idea of when, oh God, when yeah. they di- when they tried to diversify, everybody really got f- offended by it. And it- well, I think everyone got offended by the fact that they didn't reveal who the murderer was at the end of the first series. Well, that's of the right, and also that they did a different murderer to to the killing. The original well, I don't think that matters as much. Well, I think purists didn't like it, but you're right, new yeah. fans. Yeah, you never you never knew who who the murderer was until you went yeah. to the second series. Undercover, you still watching? I am still watching Undercover. Tell us about Undercover, go on. Are you not still watching I Undercover? I am, no I am, but I just... <laughs> um, Undercover, um, we got to the point this week where um, she'd been given the job of the Director of Public Prosecutions, mm-hmm. and she wants to find out about uh, Michael Antwi, who was murdered, as we saw, in 1996. This sort of was the one that fl- flipped most back between... Now and then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, last first week was mostly in the present. The second episode was mostly in the past. This one kind of fit between the two. Mm. And you saw that the the witness that had come forward was indeed the Leanne Best character, yeah. Abigail, who sadly uh, got killed. So run by, over uh, and run back over <laughs> just to make sure yeah. that the job was done after uh, after a heroin overdose as well. Yeah, they gave it, which was sad because I like that character. I would like to have seen more from that character. Really, right. I, I, and they also introduced um, Angel Colby, who is in the tunnel as well, oh, right. uh, um, as the journalist friend of uh, Maya and Nick, who now believes that he was having an affair with Abigail because uh, he saw them. She saw them kissing, didn't she? As, yes, that's right. As they were dropping their kids off at Oxford. Again, there's a lot of plot in in. Yeah. But I think the characters are well-rounded, certainly the Adrian Lester and Sophie Okonedo characters. I don't, how are you feeling about Adrian Lester now? Um, okay, I mean, I don't think I hated him. I just think it was, it was just, I don't, I don't, I just don't think he's very good as an actor. I think he does one look. I think, yeah, I think this is leading to a, a big reveal at some point, And it's obviously going to put a real pressure on her job and... Uh, and everything. And then I suppose we should say right at the end that we get this unresolved bit about the epileptic fit again. Well, I assume it's an epileptic fit. Yeah. Where 
she's having a fit, and um, and, and and I assume that this is the first time he's seen it, Adrian Lester's character, because he doesn't exactly react calmly. He, he kind of chucks the autistic boy out into the garden with the dog and, and holds her, as if he's never seen it before. Pick of the week, I think I know what it's going to be. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it, it's... it's. Well, actually, no, there's two that really I should go for, but it's going to be... Okay, it's gonna be, Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones, let's face it. The return of the, <laughs> uh, the sixth series, and as we know, there will now be a seventh, thanks to uh, HBO. Uh, lots of uh, stars. I mean, you will be able to watch this... Um, as the Americans watch it at 2 a.m. on Sky Atlantic, um, or at 9 o'clock when it's on uh, Sky Atlantic, or catch up as well, uh, I will be thoroughly glued. I know that book lovers will not be happy because. This, <laughs> Just you know, lovers of books lovers in general. Lovers of books or... in general. But lovers of the book series are getting more frustrated. Uh, my uncle is one, and he's telling me, ah, oh, they've not done this, and they've not done that. And the further they get, they're getting beyond the books. Uh, now there, there's definitely some plot lines that are not even in the book yet so but i still think it's going to be fantastic i'm still looking forward to it. it to me it's the the watching and the discussing uh i i mm. I, I love there's several youtube shows that i watch that just do nothing but discuss the episode for half an hour and it's it's fantastic well line of duty final yeah. episode um and maybe and there's a new comedy starting, I haven't seen it yet, called Flowers, which is oh, yes. airing nightly on Channel 4. Yeah, uh, Olivia um, Coleman and Julian Barrett from the... Yeah, um, um, apparently uh, Olivia Coleman is the reason to watch this uh, mainly, but I'll, I'm looking forward to watching it. Anything with Olivia Coleman is, is usually good. Um, yeah, I can't think of the last bad thing she was in. And for me, there's the Louis Theroux. We're, we're big fans of. Oh yeah, this, Louis uh, Theroux on, well, on this yeah. program. I think, I think that he was one of the very first shows we talked about, thanks to uh, Matt's research yeah. last week. Drinking to Oblivion is on Sunday at nine a nine p.m. on on BBC Two. He spends time at King's College Hospital in a specialist liver unit. Uh, and tries to get an insight into alcohol addiction. Uh, to me, this is something that Louis does better than almost anybody out there. Um, I mean, we talked about the dementia and the um, autistic series that he did four years ago. I just think this is where Louis, you know, he does his research and he's so, so much empathy with the people there that I'm really looking forward to this. Do you want to do yeah, uh, Gary versus... Yeah, we'll do it. And what I'll say is there's three questions about an episode of the podcast from four years ago. From May the 1st, May the f- 2012. There you are. And if I can't get more than two right, then Luke gets the point. So there you are, it's fair. I think, I think that's going to struggle. There you are. Well, that's why I didn't say three. <laughs> okay. Right. So on May the 1st, the big, the big TV news story uh-huh. was that Kelly Rowland was leaving the X Factor, right. uh, the judging panel. Uh-huh. But which of Kelly Rowland's contestants from the prior series did Gary... Tell Luke not to get him started on. <laughs> it would have been the one, the the rapper one, uh, who was accused of bullying. But can I remember her name? No. We need a name. <sighs> Shaniqua. I don't know. That's like a half point, I think. Yeah, who was it? Misha B. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, oh, damn it. I got the right person. I just couldn't think of the name. So, yeah, that's half a point. Okay. okay. I think you can get a full point yeah. if you can remember... The Kelly Rowland catchphrase that you and Luke were using throughout the episode. I know there was an episode that she wrote, she rang in with a cold in. Was it something to do with that? No. No, no, I can't remember. Then I'll have 
The 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 phrase was badonkadonk. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I can understand why we're doing it. So, okay, no point there. Okay, no point. Okay, this is another another thing that you said, oh. Gary. Yeah. Tanise, who wasn't on the episode this particular time, okay. uh, had you and Luke watch a BBC Two sitcom, and you managed to get seven seven point one eight minutes through it before giving up. What was the sitcom? BBC Two sitcom. I believe it was the second series. If that helps. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to have to say no, I don't know that one. It was uh, Grandma's House, the Simon Amstel. Yeah, uh, oh, that was awful. I watched 7.18 seconds worth of it, the first episode, before I gave up. And it's quite a good thing that that woman whose name escapes me isn't here, because I was going to lay into her for having to make me watch that trifle. <laughs> So Luke gets the point, but what's the third question? Luke gets the point. And, uh, well, the third question is something that Luke said, so I don't well, think... Well, yeah, no, I might have more luck. Uh, you know. Which three, three words mm-hmm. uh, piece of advice did Luke have for the listeners about how best to enjoy Britain's Got Talent? So it was something he said. Um, to, to enjoy Britain's Got Talent best, you need to... Have it on mute? No, that's four words. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, recording it so that you could skip through the... Skip the ads. Lower your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. The thing is, to enjoy Britain's Got Talent, all we have to do, and it's one thing that I, I implore you all to do, is lower your expectations. That's yeah. the only way you can enjoy Britain's Got Talent. Last year, the winner, Jai uh, McDowell, was an opera singer, never even got a record contract. Yeah. So... Just lower your expectations. Remember, there's a good bit of fluff on a Saturday night or in the week, and just watch it as that. Don't get involved about whether the right act went through. Don't get involved about what they're going to do afterwards, because really they won't do much afterwards on a big scale. I wouldn't imagine. No. I, 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 I will ask one question: Does it sound really different to how it does now? It does because it was live before. Oh, now yeah, that's we're, true. We're, supremely edited so basically I bet this conversation we're having right now yeah we'll get edited doesn't get in to the con- to this because Luke edits us down indeed um, well, we're, so we're, yeah we'll see we're, coming, we're coming to an end now so uh, yeah. we'll just remind we're, you we're not sure when we're back next no we'll be possibly uh, after the line of duty finale yeah uh, we might try and record. Our we'll try and we'll try and do one. Uh, Luke is is leaving on a jet plane soon, so he yeah. won't be back again for a couple of weeks. He's, but it might be your favourite members of the podcast. Me and Gary might be back together again. The North without yeah. Luke. Yeah, without the bloke in the middle. Uh, <laughs> remind you to go to the website, the www.thecustardtv.com. You can follow Luke if you want to. He doesn't tweet very often at Luke no. Custard TV. You can follow Matt at Matt TV Bytes. That's Matt with five T's. Is it five? Yeah. <laughs> Two. Two. Well, no, but there's four. That was my old cut. It was. I'm bringing them all back. And you can follow me at The Gary Show. Uh, give us a follow. Go on. You know you want to. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search The Custard TV. Any shout-outs this week? Uh, no, I don't uh, think so. so. Get liking, get, get Come liking. on, people. Get liking. And we need those shout-outs. Indeed. Uh, you can also follow, find us on iTunes where you can download all our X episodes. We should mention that um, Luke did a very good interview with the writer of uh, Scott and Bailey. Scott and Bailey. And Lee Warburton. Indeed. And, and in it, he... 
Sorry, I was just going to say he talks about his love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. and also his sort of training under Paul Abbott on Shameless. It's very, very good interview. Very good interview. And, I know and Luke doesn't he, spoil it too much. Indeed. And I know that he's recently also spoken to Jeb Mercurio, uh, Ross's yeah, line was of duty. Today. That was today, so I'm sure he'll be uh, putting that together. I know now that I think I think he's pretty much crossed everyone. Maybe he's hit. discovered the what happens in the final line of duty, so can't speak to us yeah, until that's what it is. It's been on. I think he now only needs to speak to Paul Abbott for a full house uh, of his heroes. Uh, they say yeah, you should never meet your heroes. He's done Russell T Davis and um, uh, yeah. Sally Wayne Rice, and no, and the guy that writes Jimmy McGovern. Jimmy McGovern that was also on his list, so. Yeah, I actually hasn't done Russell T Davies. I was thinking of Jimmy McGovern when I said Russell T Davies. That happens I've to met, a lot of people. I've met Paul Abbott um, at the shame, the uh, No Offence screening. Oh, of so. course, yeah, that's good. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. We'll talk Line of Duty and Undercover and Marcella and more Scott and Bailey, Witless and Game of Thrones and all those things. And all those things. All those things. So, uh, thank you, gentle listener, uh, and good night. <laughs> gentle listener. <laughs> bye bye. Frida and Barry sat one night The sky was clear, the stars were bright The wind was soft, the moon was up Frida drained her cocoa cup She licked her lips, she felt sublime She switched off gardener's question time <laughs> Barry cringed in fear and dread As Frida grabbed his tie and said Let's do it, let's do it, do it while the mood is right. I'm feeling appealing, I've really got an appetite. I'm on fire with desire, I can handle half the tenors in a male voice choir. <laughs> let's do it tonight. But he said, I can't do it, I can't do it, I don't believe in too much sex. This fashion for passion turns us into nervous wrecks. No derision, my decision, I'd rather watch the spinners on the television. I can't do it, I can't do it tonight. So she said, let's do it, let's do it, do it till our hearts go boom. Go native, creative, living in the living room. This folly is jolly, bend me over backwards on me hostess trolley. Everything days have gone I'm older, feel colder It's other things that turn me on I'm imploring, I'm boring Let me read this catalogue on vinyl flooring I can't do it tonight So she said, let's do it, let's do it Have a crazy night of love I'll strip a bear, I'll just wear stilettos and an oven glove To dangle, my arms have never been that strong. Stop pouting, stop shouting. You know, pull the muscle when I did that ground. So, let's do it, let's do it. Share a night of wild romance. Frenetic, poetic. This could be your last big chance. To quote Milton, to beat Stilton, to Ronan Gay abandon on the tufted Wilton.
it's years since I caught you even semi-nude. Gymnastic, gymnastic, wear your baggy white fronts with a loose elastic. But... <laughs> I can't do it, I can't do it. I must refuse to get undressed. I feel silly, it's too chilly to go without me thermal vest. Don't choose me, don't use me. Mother sent a note to say you must excuse me. <laughs> Exempt you, want to tempt you, want to drive you mad with lust No cautions, just contortions Beer and avocado on me lower portion Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.